Actually, you know, it was so funny. JP and I were talking the other day and he was like, you know, if you ever need to, like, you should just go and like maybe like Airbnb a place in Palm Springs. It's like two hours from us. And he's like, you should just spend a few days there if you like need to. And I was like, you know what? Maybe like I would do that. He's like, get out of here. He's like, you should leave. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Normalize This, the show where we discuss whether or not ideas, trends, and behaviors should be normalized in everyday society. I'm Danielle Young. And I'm part of society, Adam (laughs) Rippon. You are the society. I am truly society. When they ask about it, they think of me. The society. But today, listen, the society has spoken. And today, (laughs) they want to talk about solo travel. Because who doesn't like a good, like, I'm going to mind my business, but I'm going to do a lot of debaucherous stuff and there's nobody that's going to know about it. Kind of trip, right? Right. And I'm excited to talk to you about it because I know you love a good solo trip, which I I do too. I am the queen of me time and booking something and not telling nobody. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think it's the ideal trip. I think that's Until, ideal. like, I'm, like, there, and then I'm like, hey, friends, I'm in Jamaica. Just FYI, like, you know. If you want to come. Yeah, but not really. But don't. I'm already here. Right. <laughs> but don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But. So, I am so excited. But, yes. <laughs> I was just saying but so that you would say something. Oh, Okay, well, here I go. (laughs) But to take it from your butt, I really need everyone to stick around because my favorite part of the show is a game that we call Keep It or Curve It. And that's where Danielle and I decide whether we love something or it's just, it's gotta go. it's time to let it go. Exactly. If if society should let it go. Sometimes society says if you love something, you gotta let it go. But we gonna decide. Yes, we will decide. As we usually do. But before we just keep going, Adam, Mm -hmm. what's your fun fact? My fun fact today is... um, Actually, can I give you one? Please. Because historically, you're not great at these, friend. And... No, it's historical. And there's so many fun (laughs) facts about you. And Uh, one that I've been discovering is that you are a neat freak, a organizer, a everything has a place kind of person. I am. And it is everywhere in your house. You know what? It's like kind of, it's not even. It's impressive, y'all. Things have labels. Yeah. It's not that I am a neat freak because I can be kind of messy, but like the organizing and the making things beautiful is really what like. Yeah, but I don't think you, a neat freak puts, like, look at your sock drawer right now. Yeah, I can Is it, see it just a bunch of socks thrown about inside of a drawer? Mm, absolutely not. See, yeah. So Neat Freak, I think, is is it derogatory? Like, Because you know, you, <laughs> you never know. Like, that, I don't want to be derogatory. But that's no. like really how I, because I have a, uh, a homegirl, shout out to Blake Von D, 
um, she has a, a hashtag she uses called Neat Freaky. And she's very much like you. Where everything. I'm going to need her. Yeah. You, I mean, I'm going to send you her account. You're going to just gag. Okay. Um, because it's like chic as well as organized. Yeah, that's what I love. <laughs> you know, if you ever want me to come over and do I anything do. or help you, I'll do it. Yeah, that's not a that's joke. That's my 100%. dream. Because like, I love it. Yeah, and I feel like I can keep it there once you've done it. That's the thing. And you know what the best test is, is that like uh, JP, he's, you know, he he's definitely cleaner than I am. Like he won't ever leave anything out on a counter. Mm. Like I'll definitely do that. And so yeah. I know that if the I know if the organizing is functional based on if he will like put it away when he's just trying to quickly put things away. Yeah. And so if yeah. he doesn't do that, then I know I need to like change it up. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to change it up so that like it's as functional as possible. So I, that I, is yes, a very I love it. efficient human to have a, like that is really a nice quality in a partner or maybe maddening quality. <laughs> You know, we're a really good combination because like I said, like, I love to like put it together, but he's definitely like, okay, you can't leave all this stuff on the table. And because I'm like, I'll put it away in the right spot when I feel like I can do that. And he's like, just put it in a cabinet. And I'm like, (gasps) no, put it in the specific cabinet in this quadrant. Face it to the West. You understand that things should be westward bound. Yeah, I'm really impressed by your organization. So I think that's a fun fact about you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, down to the garage. Most people are good at it, but not in the way that it is consistent everywhere. It is. It's truly like everywhere. (laughs) And I get such a like. Oh, yeah. yeah, And I like to consider myself not a neat person, but I am. Even in my chaos, I'm pretty organized. I I mean, you are, and you're very on top of everything. You, mm. you're, you're like, I believe that. <laughs> I could, I could be. I mean, but this is me being hard on myself, and I know I do that, but I know I could be better. Yeah, but you're very good. Like, don't sell yourself short. Yeah, I know you're very, very good. It's we can all be better. But yes, that's that is the funnest fact about Adam for me this time around. What about yourself? Let me think, because I, I was gonna say one of my solo. Uh, travel moments. Wait, can I do a fun fact for you? Yeah. Okay, I think my fun fact, this is one of the things I love the most about Danielle is, and why I'm so excited about this Mm -mm. episode, is that Danielle loves a solo trip. She does. And she does. And she took a solo trip over the holidays, which I thought was so brilliant. Yes. And so incredible. And I think that Danielle truly is the authority on this episode. No, no. I just started solo traveling. So I don't think I'm an authority. I think I'm I'm very new to it and true to it. But I think you're on the council. Maybe not the the, authority. I'm on the council. I'm in the court. (laughs) You know? Yeah, you're in the society. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bring it back full circle. Love that. Yeah, I am. I'm a fan. And I think that that's a good way for us to get inside of this episode of normalizing solo travel. First of all, I think it's a thing that people think you won't be safe Mm -hmm. that kind of stops them in their tracks with it. And just like, oh, what am I going to do by myself? Is that, you know, in a new in a different country, depending on where you go, because domestic solo travel is still solo travel. Mm -hmm. But I think when people leave their own comforts of their country then they get a little bit more wary. 
But even if you don't leave the resort and you go by yourself, that's still solo travel. You could do little baby steps. Mm-hmm. There's always, I mean, there's no place that I think that is like, because you know, like those lists are like, oh, here's the best places to travel as a solo travel, as a solo travel Black woman, as a solo travel queer person. Um, and there's a lot of really great resources like that. But I'm like, America is actually very dangerous when you... Yeah, it's like more dangerous than when you most when you think about world. it. Yeah, yeah, so it's like mm, when other countries are looking at us, they're looking at us like, mm, y'all, they be shooting y'all schools up and like yes, in the exactly. movie theaters, and that's a little scary. So I think if people stop looking at it like, oh my god, I'm outside of my country, I'm scared, and be like, America's scary, so you're fine. Yeah, it would be less daunting. Basically, everything is scary. Everything is scary. Deal with it. everything is scary especially america so you might as well go out there by yourself i'm trying to remember my very first solo trip i'm it might have been because the thing is pre-pandemic i traveled a lot for work yes Um, so did i yeah and that would always be solo and but it was something about it like coming from new york to an la that's very familiar or even when it was like going to hawaii or london or you know i would still feel connected to something because it's work even if i was by myself and i would sightsee by myself but i think that's what really planted the seed for me to do it as a leisure thing mhm and so i booked a trip to jamaica not too long ago as my first solo trip and it was slutty. Was it? <laughs> what did you like give? Well, the... <laughs> choking on my Just paint own a picture. Tea. We don't need. We don't need to know anything. But paint us Listen, the picture. Listen, the details. They, okay, hear me out. I, I'm, I was, I've been hearing you out, <laughs> and now I want to hear you in. I'm a I'm, well then, and actually now I was a single girl, and you know men love me especially in Jamaica. And Mm -hmm. that was a terrible accent. Please don't judge me. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) I just used that time to like, because I was just like kind of a little bit nervous about being away. Like, you know, how I was speaking about people feeling nervous about solo travel. But I think it was like comfort because island folks, Jamaicans are really, really nice um, Mm -hmm. and familiar and they feel kind of like home. And so I didn't feel nervous about like, just being out and about and having a good time. So I met a couple of guys um, and my with my my time there, I was there almost 10 days, I think. And yeah, I allowed myself, I allowed Stella to get her groove back. Good. Um, one of them was a firefighter. Oh, I couldn't we need believe more it. of them here. I was like, what? Not a Jamaican firefighter. <laughs> um, I definitely took a picture of his ID and his firefighting like uh, ID card. Just to be safe, because that's another, hey, pick up your safety tips as yeah. you travel solo, you know? Like, not everybody's going to let you take a picture of, of their ID. And I know oh, that's that actually that a really good... can be very aggressive, but if someone, especially as a woman, if a man is trying to, like, hang out with you and be around you, if he's a good person, he will allow you to at least, you know do yes. that and send it to a friend to be safe. I know people are stealing identities. I don't know if that's as easy as it is to steal an identity. I think you might need more information, but I'm not trying to steal identities. I'm trying to keep <laughs> trying to keep mine alive. Yeah. 
I, I think like, yeah, unless like Mother Maiden's name was on there, I think you're good. Yeah, I've never had anybody feel like some, you know, sometimes I'll be like, wait, what? And I was like, well, it's more of a safety thing. And then I explain and they're like, OK, cool. Yeah. And if you're saying no to that, then I it's no. <laughs> yeah, don't, no, I mean, I'm not about it, to like, go nowhere with you. I'm not about to drink anything that you bring me. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a really that's a really good tip. Listen. It's kind of, it, I know it's aggressive and it's, but we are in a, it's just the way that the world is. You never want to take your safety for granted if in, in any way possible. And, you know, I know that there's probably a lot more other ways to stay safe and be safe, but listen, you ain't about to kidnap and sex traffic me. No, and me either. <laughs> on that note, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going. But um, not one going. of the things I do love is that no matter what it is or where you go, you're going to meet people. Yeah, that's not my always favorite sexually. Part. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because sometimes you'll just meet great people. Yeah, I've met some really amazing people on that trip that you mentioned uh, where I went to Mexico City and Puerto Morelos and stuff over the holiday. And um, one of the activities that I did, I think the city is called Zochi, Zochi Milco. Um, but they have this like river boat thing. And I was up there with a bunch of random folks and we became like hella cool. And the day got a little bit rainy. So we went for tacos afterwards. And like I ended up spending my full day with these people and collected their information. And they obviously travel. So we were just like, you end up like making plans and making friends and like people become your your travel group, you know, your folks. And so it's just, I don't know, it's a really great place, and or not place, a really great space um, to open up for experiences and things that you may have not have done and people you may not have met if you were there with your people. Mm-hmm. And you know, one thing I really love about traveling by yourself is like, no matter if you travel with anyone, what I love about being by yourself is that you can be as spontaneous as you want. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not about, a schedule unless that's what you're trying to do and how you are it's not like it's just so much more freeing for me I told like I told like I love going places with friends or with you know my husband like I love that like it's so fun but I really like traveling alone because I can be as spontaneous as I want like if I want to go get dinner like right now, I can just go. Yeah. Or if I have a friend that's in that town that I'm in, I can see them whenever and I don't need to be like, hey, when would be good for you? It's just like I I can do whatever I want. And I love to have that freedom when I'm traveling by myself. That's my favorite part about being by yourself. It is. And some of the things that like, because I'm that person that likes to sleep on vacation, but I also like to kind of you know, go around and see whatever the sites are, but I don't like doing that the whole time. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in a real, and out. I'm recharging. Like, in I'm and so, out. In I and out. Be recharging. I'll go see yeah. that street. I'll go see that thing. I'll go eat at that place. But I don't want to spend a day in a museum and walking around. Like it's not really my ministry. And so I like not my ministry. Mm-mm, I don't worship there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but thank you. I respect it, but I don't respect it. practice that. Yeah. But I get I get why you do it. But I need to come back to the spa. I need to, you know, do my thing. And I love that I'm able to, like, find certain excursions and things in certain places that uh, honor one person. Because there are a lot of excursions that are like, you know, you got to book for two people. And so when I was in Jamaica, I was able to book an excursion for, uh, like, four-wheelers and 
I was like, oh, this is going to be weird to do by myself. But again, oh, I had fun so with the people fun. that I was with, the guides. I mean, we fell in love with me. Um, so it was obviously, just, <laughs> obviously. So it was just like, oh, this is this is cool. I don't have to have someone with me or have a crutch because I think socially I need to have someone. And it's just nice. Like I'm very social person and all that, but I'm very also introverted. And mm-hmm. so it's also nice to like go to dinner or go to a thing and not have to have constant dialogue. Not that I feel pressure to like be chatty with the people that I'm with, but you know what I mean? Like you don't have to extend any energy to like be in conversation all day and all evening. It's like very introspective. Yes. I could read books at dinner. It's like, it's just, I don't know. I like myself. I think that's the best part <laughs> is being able to spend time with yourself Yeah, because it's like you get to know, like, I think one of the best things about doing things on your own is you really get to learn what your own interests are and you're not mm-hmm. just doing like what other people like and you get to learn if you actually like doing it. You get to, you know, experience what kind of dinners you like, what kind of food, what kind of experiences you want. That's what I think is so great. Like, I think it's so healthy to do a few things like on your own so that you are con- like in constant contact with your own being. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because I think it's not to be all like <laughs> deep or anything like that, but I think it is very important in life to n- just, I know, know yourself, but like get to know yourself. Because you're out, you're changing, you're evolving, you're healing, you're growing, you're hurting, you're mourning, you're, you know, celebrating. There's so many different parts uh, that make up who you are. And mm. it's not an easy thing or a thing that you can check off a list. I feel like it's just always happening. And it can be kind of tough to do that with so much noise. You know, constantly needing yes. to be around people, hanging out with people, going to parties. You're like... I remember thinking and seeing so many people um, and not judging them at all because we all got our cross to bear. But like during the the thickness of the pandemic where we really were in the house and on lockdown, mm-hmm. so many people that I knew couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. And, and not to like reduce it to, oh, you can't be with yourself. But honestly, like they weren't prepared to. No, because even in the house by myself, I was OK. Yeah, I would even say I had moments where, you know, everything is like revolves around how we lived through the pandemic. Honestly, because what a time and still in the time. It's, you know, we're still like kind of in it. Yeah. Some would argue, you know, I I just think that like there were moments in, in the pandemic that I was so I had time to myself that I never would have allotted to myself. Right. And it reminded me of those trips that I had taken of those like extra days where like, you know, if I was doing traveling between cities and on like a long trip and I sometimes would have this like off day where it was just like me by myself. And I it reminded me of that. It is. I think it's so it's It's so so good. good. I think you just have to like do it. I, I don't under you know, I don't know if it takes a certain level of just a luxury to be by yourself because I know people have children or they're caretakers or, you know, and so it can be very difficult in so many scenarios to have that. But even in the, like, I remember our self-care episode, 
like where we talked about the scale of self-care and it doesn't have mm-hmm. to always boil down to this large, luxurious, expensive trip. And with all these, like, you know, with all the fixings, it can it can just be a moment. It can be a, a balcony. It can be a rooftop. It can be a backyard. And so I think the same thing exists with solo travel. There's a scale to it, you know, like, yeah, I did Jamaica and Mexico and all this great stuff. But I think even if you need to take a bus to the next town or, you know, like take a second to like go to a place you haven't been in your city, it's just something like uh, that feels like an escape, you know? Mm-hmm. It feels also empowering too, yeah. like when you do things like that on your own, especially like in a city where you're not from. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, get on the train to go somewhere and it's, you know, it, it's like a challenge to yourself because it's not something that you do yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, we're surrounded by people all the time. And so that's, I feel that sense of accomplishment because, you know, like I'm a very extroverted person, but like you also have a really introverted side to me. Mm -hmm. So it's so easy for me to be like, you know, I'm just going to stay home because I'm totally content to do that. Yeah. But I'm really happy when I like push myself to go and do something. You know, I'm not like, you gotta get up, (laughs) you know, but it's like, you know, you're not doing anything like go and do something nice. And it's a sense of like, oh, I'm really proud of myself that I did that and I figured it out. And it's just, it's, I think it's empowering. I feel empowered when I do it. I know, I love it. Where did you go on your first solo trip? Well, you know what? I've never taken like a vacation as like, as I've never done oh, a, a solo a solo vacation. trip coming on. Yeah. And so like, this is really kind of like tickling the fancy Where are we going to go? You know, I would want to go somewhere where it wasn't like too far, but like, actually, you know, it was so funny. JP and I were talking the other day and he was like, you know, if you ever need to, like, you should just go and like maybe like Airbnb a place in Palm Springs. It's like two hours from us. And he's like, you should just spend a few days there if you like need to. And I was like, you know what? Maybe like I would do that. He's like, get out of here. He's like, you should leave. I'm like, I'm like, no, you, okay. you should. I was thinking like, you know, a quick little Arizona, a Seattle, like if you're going to do like a smaller thing mm-hmm. and then build up I mean, to yeah. it. Would you ever go overseas, oh, leave totally. the country, get your passport stamped solo? Yes, I would. And, you know, like so when I was skating and doing like different tours, we would do a lot of uh, tours in Japan. And sometimes there would be these extra days that we would have. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes we would all as a group go and do like some touristy thing. And then sometimes nobody would plan anything. And I was like always, you know, exploring this city kind of like on my own terms. And I just I loved those days yeah. where I could do whatever I wanted. I could just pop into the first place that I saw to get lunch or I could just walk into every, you know, store that was open. It was just it was just really, really fun. So yeah. like my solo trips have always been like around work. It's never been like the first thing. It's time, to, friends. To go. 2023 is the time. I normalize I your solo travel. I'm kind of ready to normalize it, but I want to ask as somebody who like has taken that solo vacation, what was like the thought process where, how did you get there? And like, how did you decide that like, okay, I'm actually going to go through and and do this? I think it was like, just first of all, the access and the ability to take, Mm -hmm. you know, the time. 
And then it was because my first kind of like taste, because again, I told you I traveled a lot for for work solo. Um, But my first real taste of it was during the pandemic. Because even before that, I didn't, travel was like work and travel went hand in hand. And if I did do a trip, it would be like a group trip, something that I could like pay towards. Um, Because, you know, your girl was broke. It was tough. And so as my like finances began to change, I had one of my mentors and she was in Cabo, like just working from Cabo because, you know, the world was <laughs> pandemicking. And she was right. like, oh, might as well work from Cabo. And I was like, oh, that sounds really nice. And I think I can like I can afford a trip. And Mm-mm. so she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be here. Why don't you come? And, you know, you can stay with me or you can book a room, whatever. And so I booked in her hotel and then I decided as I was booking, because she was like, oh, I have to come back on this day. And I was like, mm, that's only a couple days. I'm going to stay a couple days longer. Good. Nice. And that's what she she was like, oh, my gosh, you deserve Because I've never, again, I had never really got, gotten the chance to do this financially. And right. so she was like, I'm going to like really set the like plant the seed for you because once you learn how to treat yourself like this and have the ability to you're going to be wanting to treat yourself like this and it's going to start something for you and it really did so I met her in Cabo for those couple of days and extended it um, and moved to a different hotel a very luxurious I'll say it now because I'm not there um, the Viceroy (laughs) in Cabo and that hotel is like oh my god it just looks like heaven the way that it's architecturally like built it's like on this like thin layer of water mm-hmm. and there's this like restaurant that looks like a bird's nest in the middle of it it's really gorgeous and i was like yeah i'm i'm, I'm going to book that oh and my god Wait, yeah I'm on the website isn't <laughs> it sickening when oh they took me to god. my room i started crying <laughs> i want to cry now because right now crying. there's this I'm on the front page of the website. There's this be the beautiful back of some white woman with a like flowing chiffon sundress. Yes. And it's oh my God. Did yeah. Now. So I that was my first experience because even before that, we were at the Nobu, which is equally as gorgeous and amazing. And it really inspired me to like treat myself. And so I stayed there a couple of days. And when I checked in and started crying, I, I was like, oh my God, one more day. So I added another day to it because I was only going to be there for like two or three days. Um, And so that was like my first taste of it. And like she was leaving that day that we checked out of Nobu. And so we rode together for her to drop me at my hotel. And so once she left, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really in Cabo like by myself. This is so crazy. You know, once I checked in and went down to the bar, I met this woman um, and it was her birthday. And she actually, she actually was going through something really emotional. And so we were able to connect and we were able to connect again before I checked out. And we had dinner together one night. And then I met this other woman at dinner um, and we had drinks later. And it was and we still talk. She's a doctor here in L.A., actually. And we still talk. And so it was like I never would have like had these experiences. And I was so nervous, especially my mentor leaving me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm a grown person now. This is so crazy. But I just I felt like the world was mine, even though I knew I was just going to sit here and stay at this hotel and like soak it up and everything. I just really was inspired because 
I was able to treat myself well. Yeah. Oh, my God. The hotel is so beautiful. You know, like, I, I think maybe that one of the, like, maybe about a year ago, I hadn't been to New York in a really long time. And I was like, I'm going to go to New York. And so yeah. this was the first time I went to New York where, like, I wasn't going for work. And I was like, I'm going to stay there for, like, five five or six days and I don't consider this like a solo travel thing because I have a, a ton of friends that are there. So I yeah, like it doesn't plans. feel disconnected from people. That yes. You know. So that's I want to take a trip like that where it's like you don't know anybody and it's like you're truly you could be anywhere. And and it's yeah. I don't know, that feels so good. Yeah, it, it is. It, and I don't really like it's so crazy because you don't certain things that you experience. Not necessarily take it for granted, but like because I know what it feels like to be out in the world without my people, you know, having moved away from home um, at a young age and and left to go to college and then left to go to New York and, you know, has have been gone from home ever since. I know that feeling. So it's mm-hmm. not as like, you know how like you feel when you're on a roller coaster and you're like going up, 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 up and it's like that peak. And like right before it, you're like, oh my God. Yes. Like <laughs> that's what how it initially feels, but it's not that scary every time. So as you like build it up, build it up, build it up, you end up feeling like it just it's another thing. Like I don't even think twice about it now when I go and book a trip. Now, like I went and I randomly booked tickets to see Usher in Vegas and I went to go see him by myself. Like it's like little things that I'm like, oh. I, I booked a Beyonce in Vegas. I'm going to go by myself unless somebody and my and my friends or whatever gets that too. But like, I'm not thinking twice about it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so cool. Oh I, my yeah. God, you're very cool. She's independent. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, it's just so, it's really like, it just doesn't it feel like you, I mean... Like, we're in our 30s, but I'm like, don't you feel like a real adult? But, like, you do. No, it really is. That's why I was, like, saying not to get deep, but it actually does give you this beautiful sense of, like, freedom and, like, satisfaction with yourself. And, like I said, getting to know yourself more intimately than having it be influenced by what other people want to do or don't want to do. But it's just really... A blessing, it feels like, you know, I'm really all about figuring out me and set, traveling by yourself literally can be that and then also be about discovery of a place through mm-hmm. your own eyes and not diluted by who you're with. I think it's like a healthy disconnect. Oh, yeah, totally. I have another question. My question is like, okay, so when I've traveled by myself, I will, I, you know, everybody probably knows by now I am dramatic. We can say that. <laughs> um, and no. I have this, yeah, no, 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 no. But actually, yes. And so I have this moment of like, you know, I'm going to this place and, you know, I'm going by myself. And I always have this like dramatic, like intrusive thought of like, I could just not go to the hotel. I could just, sit, you know, pick a random address and just like start 
over. Like I could just go somewhere else and it feels so like- Start a new life. Yeah, like what, like, you know, like when you go on these solo trips, like, and you land, you're at the airport, like that's the moment where I feel like it really hits me. Like, oh, I'm by myself. Like- Yeah, that's that roller coaster moment. That's like over the peak of it. You're like, I'm about to just like be literally just free. Sometimes it really does feel like you could just start a life. (laughs) <laughs> like low key yeah. you're like wait I can live in Belize like this could yeah, work like, maybe they have residency at the Viceroy <laughs> <laughs> it would be so expensive <laughs> listen if I could like learn anything from solo travel it would be just like that is really possible to like love f- like fall in love with yourself the same way that you would an actual person yeah like the oh. outside of yourself you know, I think that this is this is like a totally different topic, but I think that like it just gets you in a mind space like when you know yourself so well, you have the best relationships with your friends, you are more open to like meeting I, I don't know, basically what I'm getting to is that like I really felt like when I met my husband I was in like such a place of like, I feel so good about me and Mm -hmm. I was doing tons of things on my own and by myself. And I felt just like such a strong sense of self. Yes. That's like, that's the point. Yeah, it is. It is the point. Okay. So what do we think we're normalizing about solo travel? I think that we should normalize that it's, I think it can be really healthy and really satisfying and mm-hmm. really empowering. Yes, I agree. And I want to just add to it by saying it's really a beautiful way of se- not only discovering the world, but, or, you know, your world, but also discovering yourself and just loving on yourself in a way that is not polluted by anything else, anyone else. So get on it, y'all. Start Googling, yeah. do your Google, see where you can go. Book that trip. Book that trip. Adam, where are you going? I'm going, I think I have to go to the Viceroy. You have to go to the Viceroy. It is. Yeah. And get the shrimp tacos on the beach. Oh my God. I I mean. And their gym is a experience as well. The whole thing. Yeah, it's a very amazing. Like the way that the hotel looks like to get to the beach, you walk down past that nesty thing. And like uh you walk, like you see where there's another pool. You kind of yeah. like walk around that and then you disappear. Literally oh like kind of under in a tunnel situation. You go round and round and round and there's a gym and spa and you go round and round and round and then they it, it like spits you out at the beach. And they also have this like thing where there's like a guy on the beach like that's a part of the hotel riding around with a little bicycle freezer and they have yeah. different types of like fruity popsicles, homemade popsicles. Oh my God. No, I'm, Yeah, the Viceroy is really, like, I gotta yeah, go back. I don't know if I would come back. Yeah, you will once you get your bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, they probably make me work in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, now I work here. Um, yeah. How well, are we gonna okay. settle this? <laughs> oh my oh, God. you want me to pay? Oh God, okay. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, that's a good one for you to... <laughs> For you to do and to to blow your bank account all the way out, but it's worth it. Uh, yeah, I think I think I have to go. For yeah, real. and I'm thinking of my next location for solo travel, and I'm not sure, but I know it's gonna be maybe like I think Amsterdam. 
Oh my God. Oh my God. Wait, if you actually do do that, let me know. I have a friend that lives there that you should connect with. Oh, for just sure. Moved there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to live there. Oh, she, I think, <laughs> is moving. Like she loves it. She love loves, it. loves, loves it. Yeah, it's great. That's a great, that's a great one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for you to go to Amsterdam. Me too. Me too. So now, Adam, let's get into our favorite segment. Mm-hmm. Keep, Keep it, it or it. Listen, for you first timers, this is the segment where we take a look at new social trends and decide if they're worth keeping with a capital K or curbing with a bold C. Because we're not going to spell curbing with a K, even though. Even though that would be cute. It but would. We're not, I could see it. We're not cute. We're fa- factual, functional factual, people. And we trim the fat where it needs to be. Okay. Exactly. Um, I'm going to kick it off with our first keep it or curb it. Adam, okay. you ready? I am ready. Okay. We are going to talk about living single in the city. Okay. Okay. I love it so far. So far, living single in the city. I definitely am doing that. Americans' marital and living arrangements have definitely changed over the past 30 years. We now, as women, have options. We don't have to marry just to get out of our mama and daddy's houses. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, we love We don't have people. to just get pregnant and exactly. birth them babies. <laughs> yeah. We have options now. Yeah. So we're changing the landscape, y'all. And according to my favorite Pew research. Uh, the only, again, I say it every week. The only researchers week, that we respect. I mean, not the only. The only, no, there, but are, there are favorites. But you're doing, you guys are doing some good work at Pew. Yeah, But they thanks, said, <laughs> thanks, Pew. <laughs> they said that roughly 38% of adults between the ages of 25 and 54 are not living with a significant other or are unmarried as a whole. Mm-hmm. Men are more likely to be unpartnered. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I wasn't Um, expecting that. Was not. (laughs) Was not, actually. They also say at Pew that people who have never been married has also gone from 17% up to 33%. I believe that. I really do believe that. I thought it would be more. A lot closer to the middle. Yes, agreed. I thought it'd be more. So, are we keeping or curving? Curving. Are we keeping or curbing (laughs) living single in the city? I think that we're totally keeping it. I think, one, relationships and, like, the idea of marriage has changed. Completely. Yes, that's changed so much. And I think, like, in the theme of, like, solo trips, of, like, being somewhere and being on your own, I think that that's really great. And I think it's a really great chance to, like, again, like, know yourself even better and have your own experiences and open yourself up to meeting new people, whether they're romantically or platonically. I think that that's, I think it's great. I do. As a girl who is currently doing it, keep it. Yeah, I'm definitely I definitely think that like if you are on your own and you're thinking of like moving to a, a bigger city or a different city, I, I think that um, I think you should go for it. I, this is a huge K key. <laughs> Big K. Underline it. 
Okay. <laughs> Danielle, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I have um, another keep it or curb it from our friends at Pew Research. They really are working around the clock. Pew, pew, pew. So did you know around 41% of Americans say they use zero cash when they make purchases in a typical week? I do believe that. That is a solid amount of people with the times. I believe it. And I... Uh, and also, the portion of Americans who say all or almost all of their purchases are paid only using cash has been declining from 24% in 2015 to about 14% Yeah, like, who today. has cash? Stop it. So even though cash is playing less of a role in our everyday purchases, Pew Research also found a majority of Americans who try to have cash on hand. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Because, so, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, who yes. has cash? But also, we should have a stash, emergency cash. I completely agree. But you know what? Uh, 58% of people have cash on hand, which I think is lower than what I thought it would be. Mm. But 40, 42% uh, yeah. of individuals say they don't worry as much as whether if they, if they have cash or if they don't have cash, since there's just so many different ways to, like, pay for things. Basically. So do you think that we should keep or curb a cashless economy? Danielle, take the floor. Listen, as a financial guru, I believe that cash is no longer king. Mm. I do feel like it's kind of scary just to see the world evolve in real time. Mm -hmm. You know, like we were just talking about, you know, the way the landscape of marriage has changed and so many more people are single and unmarried. There's so many more people that are digital with their finances and Apple Pay makes everything easy and everybody's tapping and using the, like, debit cards are almost obsolete. So I just feel like it's very nerve-wracking, but also I do love the convenience of just tapping my phone away. I think that there was this, like... And I mean, I could feel it with like when my parents were younger, that fear of like, I like to have cash so that I feel like I'm spending the money. And like sometimes the credit card feels like, you know, like I'm it's just, free money. Yeah. But I don't think our generation views the credit card that way. I don't know. They might because <laughs> have you seen this meme <laughs> of the uh, like this guy that was like uh, me using Apple Pay as if Apple is paying? Oh and my he was God. just kind of like, doo, yes, doo, it's incredible. Doo, doo, it's so doo. funny. So honestly, <laughs> so, you know, I take that back. I don't feel that way because I know that the money is leaving my account. But it because of the ease of it, it does feel like, oh, mm, so you simple. know what? I, I think that like I I feel it because like I when I didn't have a lot of money, I really needed to know what that number was. So it never felt like, oh, this is just like free because I. When I really was poor, I applied to get credit cards and I like was declined for them like all the time. <laughs> and so I was like, I remember okay. those days. I'm like, I guess we're not going to have a credit card. So I truly only had my debit card and I didn't know that like it, it, it couldn't go past zero, you know, like you maybe you yeah. had like, like but, I, I remember writing down every transaction in the little checkbook. Yes. Before yes. we even had the way of checking our our accounts digitally. Yeah. Um, and the stress of that. So I feel like these kids today. These kids. <laughs> they don't know the value of a dollar. And this is actually going to make it worse. But I do want to keep a cashless society. 
<laughs> yeah, I want to, I, cause I, I really, okay. I will tell you that I always have cash on hand. Yes, because you are prepared for all things and it isn't a specific thing inside of a specific spot. (laughs) Well, you know, because especially when you live like in a in a city, when especially like here in L.A., for instance, on the west side, if you want to go and park at the beach, a lot of the meters aren't like credit card meters. Yeah. So I have like a pouch of quarters. Like I went to the bank and I got like, you know, $10 in quarters, of course, because I am. What's crazy? This is not what they mean by cash on hand, Adam. Well, I also have cash on hand. <laughs> You're like, I got a bag of quarter. <laughs> yeah, I have a bag. Yeah, I have a, a bag of $10,000 in cash just so I could, if I need to run away, if I need to go to the Viceroy. But yeah, I have- In I, quarters. In quarters. I would pay in quarters and they would eventually just like comp the room and be like, please never come to Mexico ever again. But that would can, be my method of payment. Are, are you keeping or curbing a cash? I'm keeping because, like, uh, what I'm trying to get at is like, I'm done with my change purse. I don't want to have quarters <laughs> for the West Side. I'm done. I don't want that. Until you get over there and need to park with your coins and now exactly. Yes. Yeah, so I say keep. I think. I think we're ready. I think we're ready. Keep, to do but it. I'm I'm eyeballing you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm watching. I don't. I don't know if I trust this. No. I'm still gonna keep cash on hand. Uh huh. Oh my goodness, Adam. Oh my goodness, Solo traveling. It was a lot deeper than I expected. I love how we, you know, we just go so deep in our conversations. I think everything has a deeper meaning if you like sit and talk about it. If you dig long enough. And we dig. We we brought our (laughs) shovels. One thing I'm going to do is dig. dig. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think my favorite takeaway from this episode is the fact that I went on a solo trip to Jamaica and met a firefighter. Yum. Do with that information what you will. He picked me up. Yeah, well, I will be doing... me up. I believe that. And I'm a full-figured woman, okay? The figure is full. Which is probably part of the appeal. (laughs) I mean, I... I I have to say... I'm booking another trip to Jamaica. Yeah, and I'm going to the Viceroy... I'm going to the Viceroy. I guess that was your favorite takeaway. What was your favorite takeaway? The Viceroy. Well, aside from learning of the Viceroy, which I still have like that webpage like up and I've been looking at like the photo. Keep it up. See if they got them shrimp tacos still. I will. I'm seeing if they have a discount code. They don't. They're like, (laughs) Mm -mm. please don't leave. They're probably going to block you from even trying to find it. It's happening. I'm being geo-blocked. Um, (laughs) I think that my favorite takeaway was just remembering how empowering and self-satisfying it is to take those trips and do things on your own. I think sometimes people can feel like it's embarrassing or like, I don't want to be by myself. But I think it's sometimes really important to push through those feelings and just go and do it because when you do it, nobody really cares when they're around you. And and sometimes that's a great incentive for people to come up to you and ask you what you're doing and meet new people. Yeah, open yourself up to the world. Exactly. Or close yourself off. It's up to you. It's just solo travel. And you you. can do both. You You can can do do anything you want to do. Okay. Yeah. And just like that, that's our time for today, everybody. We are Mm. so grateful that y'all are listening to this podcast. Honestly, I'm shocked every single time I get a DM 
Um, <laughs> and it is a very, very welcomed that you um, are sliding in there and telling us that you're listening for one and also what you would like to see normalized. So please keep doing that. Make sure that you're also rating, commenting, and subscribing on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. And thank you. Uh, again, please reach out on the Twitters at Rapsodanny and on Instagram at the Danielle Young and Adam. Where they at you at? Well, you guys can find me on Instagram at Adam Rip and on Twitter at Adam Ripon. And, you know, like Danielle said, every DM, every message about the podcast, it's just so great to know that you guys are listening. It's really humbling. <laughs> yeah, it's really sweet. So we love you very much. We're very, um, we love doing this. So, you know, anything that you can think of, just don't hesitate. You can reach out to it, either of us and we'll make sure that we get our act together and Period. we normalize it. So if there's anything, <laughs> just message out and then, you know, until next time, that's it for now. So until next time, you can find me at the Viceroy. <laughs> <laughs> Eating shrimp tacos. See Eat you there. Eating shrimp tacos. Bye. See you there. Everyone out there listening, we want to hear from you. Make sure you follow at Make Spring Hill on all platforms for weekly show updates.